Have you ever wondered how to make your emails more valuable, how to get more calls booked or clients enrolled from the emails you send out, but you don't want to feel like pushy and salesy? Well, in this video, I'm going to share my approach to email marketing that I think will really help in your online health business. Welcome to The Healthpreneur Show. My name is Uriel Kim. If you're a health practitioner or coach looking to build a successful virtual health practice that allows you to help more people, make a lot more money, and enjoy a greater quality of life in the process, then this is the podcast for you to listen to. Let's dive in. Hey, what's going on? Uriel Kame here, CEO and founder of Healthpreneur. We help health professionals who are just amazing at what they do, get more clients, and scale their businesses online. And one of the ways that we do that, and one of the ways that you do that or anyone does that online, is by having an email list and communicating regularly with those individuals. But have you ever found yourself wondering, what do I write? I don't want to come across as salesy and pushy all the time. How do I find the balance between content and asks? Well, I want to share what you know, what I use and what I recommend for our, you know, for our clients. Uh, this has come up today because I had a client this morning that was asking me this very question. He sends out a few emails a week and he wants to find that balance between, you know, like value, but also generating business from, from this communication. So I'm going to give you the, the advice that I gave to him. First and foremost, we have to remember that email was initially designed way back in the day as a peer-to-peer communication format. So you would have an email that was sent to a friend and it was very informal. So subject line would be like, dinner tonight, question mark. Hey, Mark, you free for dinner tonight? He responds, yeah, I'm free. Let's do it. Where do you want to go? Like, that's the, like... That was the initial intention of email. And then over the years, what we got into was these very broadcasty and newsletter-like emails. And because of that, and because of the fact that every company under the sun has an email list that you can subscribe to, our inboxes get flooded. And therefore, it's very easy for us to just like unsubscribe from everything and turn a blind eye to most things. So when you think of this, you know, when a, when a prospect of yours opts in to be on your email list, you know, because they came in for some type of free report or webinar or whatever, you, they have to have a good reason to want to like look forward to your name in their inbox. So the first thing I want to re- help you understand is think of this, character over content. Let me, let me put it this way. If Brad Pitt, I don't know why I use Brad Pitt as an example. Maybe, I don't know. I just like him as a, as a, as a, Actor, that's what he is. (laughs) So if Brad Pitt were to end up in my inbox, I could care less what the content of that email was because I'm interested in the character. It's the same reason that talk shows have celebrities come on their show to promote their latest book, their movie, whatever, because they understand that if they get these people on their show, more people are going to watch the show, so that's good for advertisers, etc., And it's also good for the person, the guest on the show, because the more eyeballs, the more they'll sell their movie, etc. We watch these shows not because of what is being said. And I remember a great example of this was uh, Bradley Cooper and Jimmy Fallon many years ago. This is probably one of the most watched clips from the Tonight Show. I think it's the Tonight Show uh, with Jimmy Fallon, if that's the name of it. It was probably the most, from what I remember seeing, the most watched clip out of all of the segments that they have on YouTube. 
And it was him and Bradley Cooper literally laughing for 10 minutes straight, like the kind of laughter where you pee in your pants. So if we think of the content there, there's no content. Like they're trying to start, they're trying to start the interview over and over again. And it's just like, they just go off into this, you know, this, this rampant um, fit of laughter and, and nothing, nothing of substance was even shared about the movie, about anything. It was 10 minutes of uncontrollable laughter. And this is an example of why that understanding of character over content is so important, is that people will tune in because of who you are, less about what you say. And so when we think of emails, think of how can I create a character that people are looking forward to hearing from. And so what that means is when we look at your content, your content needs to be more than content. I've said this a million times before. Marketing is about sharing what you believe more than what you know. Because if all of your emails and all of your content for that matter are three ways to lose weight, three best ways to use avocados, like it's just very like vanilla, boring, everyone does that. Instead, and this is, this is where you really have to turn a different, like you have to kind of put a different brain on, if you will, especially as a health professional when you're all professional and stuff, is you start off an email with something like, you know, yesterday my dog barfed all over the carpet, dot, dot, dot. What? Like it, it pulls you in. Like there's a story. There's like what's going on in, in this house, right? Like, yeah, like yesterday, like if I were to start an email, so... Think about how you can pull people into your life. Give them a glimpse of, of the craziness that happens in your life. Even if, like me, you live a very boring life, okay? Like there's no, I didn't jump out of a plane yesterday. It's really like I sat in my office. I did some work. I hung out with my kids. I went to bed. I woke up the next morning and did it all again. Like that's pretty much my existence, okay? So how do we find like things of intrigue and interest in that to, to make us seem like someone more interesting to follow or, or really pay attention to. We're always looking for aspects of our life that we can share a story around or that, you know, I think that we should be able to do that. So if I'm, um, so my dog Layla is sitting be behind me right now. So I'm like looking at her and I'm thinking, how can I use, like literally use my dog as a prompt to come up with something interesting to share with my, audience, my, with my audience, but tie it into something useful for the reader, okay? Now, you might say, well, people are busy. They don't have time to read this stuff. Trust me. If it's entertaining and it pulls people in and there's curiosity and intrigue and a benefit to them, they will pay attention. And more so in time, what you write about becomes almost irrelevant, the subject lines you use in your emails become less relevant because it's not about doing whatever you can to open an email. They will open the email because they see your name, right? Like you want to get to a point. This is kind of the utopian scenario where it's from Uriel came. Now, obviously not for you, but for me. Subject line, who cares? It could be like in brackets, no subject. People would open it because it's from you because you've built that, that character that they just want to hear more of. And this is not easy to do. Like this is, this is something that takes time to find your voice and, you know, being okay sharing your beliefs and being polarizing and opinionated 
in whatever way that means to you because we all have our opinions, right? We all have our ways of seeing the world. The more you can share your truth, the better you're going to be able to do this. So let me just use an example. So um, I'll just use Layla as an example and um, real story that happened the other day is it was four in the morning and Layla peed all over the floor, dot, dot, dot. Hey, first name. Hey, John. Hope you're having an amazing day. Um, just wanted to share this quick story about my dog. For whatever reason, I woke up early in the morning, took her downstairs. She needed to drink some water. And then I let her outside, but it was minus 20 degrees so that, you know, like she didn't want to go outside. So I went into my office to do some work. Lo and behold, I came back into the living room and I noticed pee all over the floor. It was seeping under the baseboards. I'm like, oh my God, like what is going on? So what I've just done there has nothing to do with content. It has nothing to do with the reader, which in some cases can tune people out. But again, you have to understand, is this person going to be captivated to be pulled into the story or do I have to pull some benefit and curiosity into this? And I'll show you two ways to do that. So I might continue on saying, listen, that's what happens. Um, and so here's the lesson. The lesson is, you know, why am I living in an environment that's minus 20 degrees that my, that my dog, let alone myself, never wants to leave, right? Like they don't, we don't even want to go outside. And then I can go into this whole thing about creating a life of freedom and spending the winters in a warmer climate. And in order to do that, we have a system that can blah, 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 right? So instead of, instead of always just like going right to the like, we have the system that can produce an outcome, I've weaved in a story that is based on reality that gives people a little bit of an insight into my world um, to pull them in. Now, listen, I will be very honest with you. I don't do this enough, nowhere nearly enough because I'm lazy. But when I do this, it is incredibly effective. So the other thing, uh, the other way of doing this is, uh, you know, you start off the email or the, and and when I say email, this same approach can be used for captions on your social media posts, right? So, you know, it could be something like, you know, what my dog taught me about freedom from peeing all over the floor, right? So, you know, I had an epiphany the other day about, you know, what it means to have true freedom and, Oddly enough, of all places, it happened because my dog peed all over the floor. Let me tell you what happened. I woke up at four in the morning, so like then I get into the story. So I start off the email with a little bit more of a benefit-driven type of idea, and then it goes into the story. So anyways, let me backtrack for a second to what my client was asking for with respect to help. So when, when I'm suggesting looking at your emails in general, you have to think about what is the intention of every communication I send out. So this is what I mentioned to him. I said, number one is you have to build character over content. Number two is what is the intention of this email? Is the intention of this email to get someone to book a call, like a strategy call? If so, well, there's a couple ways we can do this. We can be very direct. Hey, I'm looking for five people looking to lose 20 pounds in the next 20 days. If that's you, click here and let's book a call. You can be very direct with that type of email, but you can't do that all the time. Another way you can do it is share a story like I did. Sign off, Yuri. P.S. Um, if you too are interested in having a bit more freedom in your life and would like to set up a business, like again, this would be our case, set up a business that allows you to work from anywhere in the world, uh, then click here and let's figure out if we can help you. So what that's, what that's allowing us to do is something that we call a super signature, in that case, it's not quite the super signature, but basically we're using content or a story. There's no pitch, there's no offer, there's nothing. We sign off and then in the PS 
we're saying, oh, by the way, um, if this is kind of in of interest to you and you'd like to see if we might be able to help you, click here to book a call. And that is one of the best ways to allow yourself to send out more emails without feeling salesy or pushy is you embed your calls to action in the PS. It's almost like you've earned the right to just kind of slip it in, right? You've given them something entertaining, something of value. You sign off. P.S. Oh, by the way, or whenever you're ready, here are two ways I can help you. And that's a really, really simple way of allowing yourself to send more emails that have more of a content-facing approach. But that surprisingly will also generate a good number of call volume or you know, people clicking to join your Facebook group or people clicking to buy your book on Amazon, whatever the call to action is. So when, when I hear like I'm worried about like feeling pushy or salesy or whatever in my emails, all it is is just like not really knowing how to structure your emails in the first place. And remember that your business is very philosophical. Like it's a very philosophical decision of how you want to run it. I have, you know, I know friends who are very aggressive in their emails. They send out two, three emails a day and it's all about watch this, click this, buy this every single day. And it's a high churn and burn type of business. That's a decision you have to make, right? For the way that we, the way that we teach it for our clients is very conversational. It's very much building no like, and trust, getting people to know you, the character, just as much as they know your content. So they feel an affinity towards you. So that when you do have an email that is a little bit more direct to say, hey, I'm looking for five people who want to lose 20 pounds in the next 20 days. If that's you, click here. Let's see if we're a good fit. You get more of a response because even though you do something that hundreds of other people do, now they've built more of a connection to you as a character. And people like doing business with people they know, like, and trust. And if you can do a good job at that, just by being more visible, really, in their inbox, in their social feed, in a way that is more connecting, you'll win. And when you win, what I mean is they will win because they're going to work with you, you know, and that's, um, that's what we're here to do, right, is to help people achieve their goals. So just going back to, um, you know, what my clients have asked for help around is number one, character over content. Number two is being very clear about the intention of the email. So let me just finish the thought on that is sometimes emails have the sake of just being valuable and that's it. So in our case, we send out a Friday email, which gives a recap of the three latest videos I've posted on YouTube. We know that we're not going to generate a high volume of calls from that email, but we know that. And the intention is not to do that. The intention is to use that Friday email as 100% value. Whatever comes on the back end of it, is gravy. But not all of our emails have that same intention. So it's being very clear about what the intention is of the stuff you're sending out and getting into a simple rhythm. Like even if it's like, you know, we recommend our clients send a minimum one email a week. We use give them a very simple template called the weekly pulse. And, you know, you want to get into a rhythm that you can sustain. So it could be once a week. It could be on Mondays. It could be three times a week, whatever it is for you. It's always easier to increase your frequency than to decrease it. If you send out seven emails a week and all of a sudden you're like, I can't sustain this, and all of a sudden you go down to one, you know, it's not ideal. It's easier to start off with one email a week, getting into a good rhythm, and then you can add in a few more if you need to. The more emails you send, the more money you'll make in your business. It's as simple as that.
even if those emails do not have a direct call to action every single time. So anyways, hopefully hopefully that helps with uh, some of your your thoughts and questions and concerns around email marketing with respect to some of the higher level thinking and strategy around it. I'll have some other videos that I already have on the channel as well as some future ones to talk a bit more specifics around the, the technical details of deliverability and some other issues that are happening now as a result of iOS 15, which has obviously changed uh, email marketing in a pretty substantial way. So stay tuned for that. But in the meantime, remember to subscribe to the channel. I've got tons of other stuff to help you get more clients, grow your business online, and ultimately help more people, including yourself. Thank you so much for watching. Yuri signing off, and I'll see you in the next video. If you've enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe to the Healthpreneur Show podcast. And while you're there, I'd really appreciate it if you left a five-star rating or review, if you feel it merited that. At the same time, if you'd like to connect with me, the best place to do so is on Instagram. You can find me. I am at healthpreneur. And be sure to tune in and subscribe to our YouTube channel on YouTube. Just search Health Printer and you'll find all of our great videos there as well. That's all for today. I appreciate your time and your attention. Keep doing the meaningful work that you are doing and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode.